Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, a podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. And I'm Manny. Hey, you cut me off. I know. <laughs> but uh, Manny, how was your weekend, buddy? It was kind of boring. Oh, all right. It's cool. I don't even remember what I did. Damn, all right. Not really. I don't remember what I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's either a really boring weekend or a really fun weekend. I mean, Saturday? I got home, installed some lights, became an electrician. I'm sure that's how it works. <laughs> and Sunday, just stayed home, honestly, and just slept. All right. Well, I actually... Did some yard work. <laughs> and uh, I finally, after all this time, I've been lagging so much on it, uh, got underneath the Type R to figure out what the heck that oil leak was. Ooh. Yeah. And I mean, by this time, I'm sure anybody that follows the page would have saw the Instagram story by now. Yeah. But I thought I just over-tightened that oil filter and it was leaking like fucking rookie or something, you know? like. Mm-hmm. I've do, been doing my own oil changes for like 15 years, and I'm over here over-tightening a filter. <laughs> but no, the entire base of it was dry, and the filter itself was defective. <laughs> it's so random, too, because you tagged K&N on that shit, and they actually reached out to us. Yes, they did. I, I did tag K&N on it. I was upset. I was really upset because... It's not like the Type R is an old 90s shitbox, you know what I mean? It's one thing in my Fox body where everything's old as fuck anyways. <laughs> but no, now I have a fucking ton of oil, like, nasty grease underneath the car I gotta clean up. That makes me worried, because I used Canon oil filters on my El Camino now. <laughs> you know, and when I posted about it, and I showed the video of it leaking from that, because basically at the base of the oil filter... It has like a spot welded button. Yes. I guess the best way to describe it, a spot welded button with a hex so that, you know, if you wanted to put one of the oil filter wrenches on it or something. Mm-hmm. Hand tighten, obviously, yes. is what you should be doing. But I think that's just more just to remove it. Maybe. But uh, from that button that's like spot welded at the bottom, it was pulling and leaking from there. Yeah. And I actually got responses from quite a few people actually that pretty much all kind of affirming that yeah k&n's you know product quality on that stuff is kind of hot garbage shit now i'm really worried on the camino (laughs) well i've used them before and they've never failed so i'm sure you probably have a fine one it's just that i know of at the moment that you know of at least at the moment yeah i replaced it with a mobile one filter and it's fine now not bad, not bad. And the mobile, mobile one doesn't have a spot-welded button at the bottom. It is a solid piece of metal. But it's no easy access to remove it at that point. Uh, you know, I've never really had to use those. Hmm. Uh, usually, if I hand-tighten it on, I can hand-tighten it off, and I never have any leaks. That is true. I mean, <laughs> I would say early on in my home-wrenching skills... <laughs> I would over-tighten it and end up having to stab it with a screwdriver to get it off. <laughs> oh, wow. You never had to do that? No. <laughs> I've been doing fucking oil changes on my Ram truck when I had it, and there was no way to get a wrench in there or something. Well, I used to just over-tighten them is what mm. it was. I was always over-tightening everything. This was, shoot, I was like 17, 16. It was early, early, early on when I was learning to wrench. And when it came time to take off the filters, I would always have such a hard tr- time with them. Literally, I'd end up stabbing it with a screwdriver and using that as leverage to loosen it. You never had one of like those, uh, I forgot what the tool is called. Not, I, never, I never even knew the name. Not enough space. Oil filter wrench. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there wasn't enough space in the particular car I was on. Mm. It was just enough to kind of like slip a screwdriver in and hammer it <laughs> and then go to the other side of the filter and pull it around use it like one of those wheels like they use like to lower raise a drawbridge or something (laughs) no but uh but anyways yeah so 
we ha- actually had a ton of people message and all kind of affirm that they stopped using K&A and oil filters too. I got a lot of recommendations for Wix filters. Wix filters? Yeah. That's... I never thought Wix was that good. Uh, I heard they were really good. I've always heard they were really good. I've just never I just, actually I tried always them. just thought they were just that generic brand that every auto parts store has. Okay. I mean, I've always seen them. I've heard they were good. I just never tried it personally. Hmm. So maybe I'll I'll give it a shot on the next one. Well, if you do switch from K&N, which you already did, that means you lost horsepower. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but what caught my attention the most of like how funny it was was K&N's response. Oh, that that thing looked like a robot. Like yeah. <laughs> it was the most boring robot response like, "Hello. I'm sorry you had this difficulty. Please call our customer service center and to help you solve your problem. And it's like, no, I found the problem. I replaced it. Like, <laughs> It's not a matter of helping you. They just want to silence you. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but whatever, it's done. I just got to, I, I really need to find a place that maybe I can take the car up and like steam clean the bottom now. I mean, you do got all these jack stands for a reason. Yeah, I'm not going to do that here. <laughs> But yeah, I want to see it 10 years. Nope, nope, nope. I got to find a place that'll let me like a hot steam clean the bottom and just get that kind of clean again. Because mm. that's going to bother me so bad. <laughs> yes, it's going to bother you. It really is, dude. Hell no. Like I said, on the Fox, it's one thing. It's kind of an old, older car where everything's old and dirty, you know? But this was kind of like really nice every time I picked up the Type R and everything's all nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, it's not a shitbox like the other ones. <laughs> but uh, with that, too, also um, shout out to E30 Toge uh, Hunter, Hunter. He was actually um, messaged me on the page about the Wix filters. Mm-hmm. And he actually just went ahead and sent me the part number. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that was actually really cool of him. Thank you for that. So he, he's just like, dude, you got to stop using that. Here's a part, you know, here's the part number for your car. Get yourself a Wix filter. <laughs> okay, okay. So shout out, dude. Thanks for that. But uh, with that, Manny, let's roll into some headlines, man. Are you sure about that? Yeah, pretty. Well, hold on. What do you have? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, um, so there's one anime that you introduced me to that I actually got hooked right away. And that was from Commonplace to World's Strongest. Okay, yeah. And when I finished first season, I was like, oh, I want to see second season. So I Google if there's a second season. Is it? Yeah, there is. You can find second season on these platforms. And I'm looking on these platforms. I don't see this shit. So I got bummed. And then just this week or last week, I mean, we I see an announcement that they finally confirmed second season. Mm-hmm. The shitty part, though, is when it's going to be released. When is it? January of 2022. Oh, man. Yeah, they're really pushing it. Well, I hope it's good. That last episode left off on a good, like, really interesting part when he just showed up in front of, like, his old class and just kills that demon girl just right on the spot and, like, they get all pissed off at him and shit. I was like, you're getting mad because I killed her, but if I didn't come, she would have killed you. Yeah. Where's the logic behind that? There's none. It. I actually really enjoy that anime. No, yeah, I really did too. You know, I kind of like it when they kind of take a little steps into the darker side, you know? <laughs> and they did a really good job, I think, with him. No, they did. Probably, uh, I'm gonna, I can't say. Who would you say your favorite character from that show? Uh, The protagonist, honestly, yeah. Such a basic. Whatever. <laughs> no, for me, it's the bunny girl. Of course, you're going to waifu up. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, they... They kick her around so much, dude. <laughs> it reminds me of that, um, just how much they like shit talk and how much they abuse that bunny girl. It reminds me of that other anime, um, I'm trying to remember, Problem Children from Another World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how much they also abuse the bunny girl. I didn't get super deep into that one. Oh, you didn't? No, I think I got a couple episodes in and I... Forgot about it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I can't think of any other animes where they like do the same thing. No, no, no. No game, no life. 
with that one red haired chick. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to see if there's any other anime animes that I can remember how they treat like the side character or one of the main side characters. I mean, like yeah, that. they bully them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited, but not excited because of how long we're gonna have to wait for that. I mean, at least it's not like how Attack on Titan season two was. Season two. The what? gap between season one and two. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when did this anime come out? Like last year or I this? Think, year? I think it was just or twenty nineteen or this year. I don't know. Twenty twenty is a blur to me, Manny. It doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, I can't say it's twenty twenty one. No, it's not twenty twenty one. I'm gonna say twenty nineteen, maybe. Okay. So it's gonna be like what? Maybe yeah, three year gap. If I'm correct, if it's twenty nineteen. But uh, that's still better than Attack on Titan, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I remember I you I I was in my phase where I was always illegally downloading all the anime videos and stuff from like third party sites and everything, just because I wanted to watch because I have shitty Wi Fi, so I just wanted to like watch my anime on the go wherever I wanted on my laptop. Yeah, and this was like when I was still in college, and I had like the whole complete first season, so I'm just like sitting in my political science class just watching the episode and some of the people I can tell they're getting horrified at seeing all the blood and gore going on <laughs> on my computer screen. <laughs> Dude, legit, I think I have an external hard drive somewhere packed away in a box that has the full season of Attack on Titan 1. Is there another reason why it's packed away and hidden? Uh, No, just that I don't really use a lot of those old hard drives anymore. Uh, I thought it was like a secret porn collection. No, you upgrade faster hard drives and whatnot. <laughs> faster and larger hard drives. Yeah. So I I just have like a stack of old, you know, back when the 500 gigabytes was like huge and you needed a separate power supply for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still have some of those old ones. I just, I should, probably should just throw them away, but yeah. Okay. Another update. Uh, so Crunchyroll has actually announced that they're removing... Probably about 10 titles from their streaming service. And two of them are going to Funimation, which is kind of pissing me off. <laughs> okay. Not because it's a show that I like. It's just that it's going to Funimation instead. I mean, they're all going to be the same soon, right? If the government allows it. We'll see. Wait, which we still have yet to see an update on that. Okay, you followed up? I uh, haven't seen any updates on it. Okay. Because I've been keeping an eye on it, too. But some of the animes that are going out is Makaku City Actors. I personally enjoy that one. I think it gives like a vibe for that one anime. Ah, damn. We did a review on it. And I'm trying to remember. Kyosa Giga? Yeah, Kyosa Giga. Sounds familiar. <clears throat> the one that just like had like so much flashbacks and stories and it just kept jumping around every, oh, every episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even worse than Bleach. Yeah. <laughs> But Bleach still followed an actual timeline still. This one just went all over the place. I don't know if they followed an actual timeline. Maybe maybe like a pinball machine follows a timeline. Mm. Well, it's better than Gintama, though. <laughs> I don't know how they do that shit. I don't know. I do not know. Uh, so I think Mikaku City actors can follow a similar setup with Kyosogega. I personally liked uh, Mikako City Actors. It follows some of the Vocaloids and that they made into an anime series. And the group is called Kagura Project, which is has a leader called Ia. Ia is a her own separate Vocaloid, but she's still part of the group. She has her own racing team. And if you remember our buddy Mike with the ISF. Yeah. His IS-300 had Ia and her twin sister, One. Oh, okay. I actually never knew who those characters were. Yeah, they're Vocaloids. Yeah, the ones on his car. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. So it's just like a... It's a weird anime. Again, it's it's really hard to follow, but I enjoyed the Vocaloids, and I actually thought I... And I really liked the anime, too. So And it was cool being able to see Ia do her debut performance here in North America at Anime Expo, and I bought VIP tickets for that. And they featured some of the Kagura Project uh, members as well. Okay. So that was really exciting. 
Um, and these animes are already removed, or are they set to be removed? Uh, they're set to be removed tomorrow. Tomorrow, got it. Tomorrow, April 21st. Okay, so by the time you hear this, it's too late. <laughs> Some of the other animes, I never heard of them, so I, it doesn't phase me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, La Corda de Oro, Primo Paso. And second, sec, Secondo Paso. Okay. <laughs> I guess those are just two, like season one, season two. Yeah. Miracle Train, Sound of the Sky, Mitsudomo, Horu Musuku, and Idolmaster, Dog Days. I've heard that one before, but I never looked into it. Okay. Not no, too I sure. don't think I've heard of it. And Ghost Slayers Ayashi. There's also one live action series, RH Plus. It's also leaving the service, and the fun and the ones that are going to Funimation is Sound of the Sky and Mikaku City Hectors. Got it. But I'm still waiting to see what the update on the situation with the whole government intervention, with uh, antitrust and anti-monopoly regulations and everything, for Funimation and Sony to acquire Crunchyroll. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see, so we can definitely do a follow-up, see how that goes on. Because like, like we said so many times, I would love to see complete series. Yeah. Because it's getting annoying. <laughs> like, how are you going to have second season without the first season? Come on. No idea. But yeah, that's, uh, that's just another update. Another update, this one's actually pretty sad and everything, but we did lose the director and illustrator for the Naruto series. Oh, so he illustrated as well. Yes, he also illustrated. Oh, wow. So his name uh, is Osamu Kobayashi. Dies at 57. He's been apparently battling cancer for, or kidney cancer for the past two years. And he's done some pretty good works as well. There's another anime. Oh, so he's done Gurren Lagann, Lupin the Third, Part Four, and Penny and Stocking. Okay, Gurren Lagann's a really good one. I have not seen it. No? No. Really? I, do, I never got the chance to actually check it out. That's the thing. That's the weird thing. Oh, man, you're fucking up, Manny. Uh, too much Dark Souls. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, now I've taken, a, I've taken a really long break from gaming, actually. And i just been watching, binge-watching animes and everything, which I'm still keeping up on your line, April. Oh, jeez. Every episode, each each day. And today is day 20th, so I'm going to be watching episode 20 tonight when I get home. And I'm not looking forward to it. And I don't think anybody's rewatched it enough times to even know what you mean. <laughs> episode 20 is probably the most dreadful episode of the whole series. So I am not going to enjoy it. All right, well, get your tissues, Manny. Uh, I'm going to need a towel, actually. Because <laughs> the floor is going to be soaking in tears. But yeah, so it's sad to say he passed away. He was from... He, I've been seeing like mixed, mixed articles. One article says the director of Naruto, and another one says director of Naruto Shippuden, but they never mentioned both at the same time. All right, that's weird. Yeah, so I'd have to look into it more to see if he did both or he just did one of the series. Because Naruto and Naruto Shippuden are a completely different series, even though they're of the same family or... Uh, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, sad to say he did pass away and everything. Um, I know he left some great works. Again, Gurren Logan apparently, uh, that you've said that you liked and everything. Yeah, it's pretty good. Kind of weird how everybody's flunking towards the girl, though. I mean, isn't that every anime almost? Yeah, that is true. You went straight for that bunny girl on the other one. <laughs> uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> I plead the fifth. And for my last update for animes, we actually had a cargo ship in November of 2020 that I guess was experiencing a storm and a container fell out. And in that container, they were they were able to retrieve the container after it was lost. They thought it was lost, and it was 
filled with very collectible and very rare anime figures. <laughs> Hold on. So how long was it lost? Since November 2020. So they literally just found it. They finally found it. Wow. So some of these uh, figures that contained were actually like the super rare and collectible Goku Ultra Instinct mm, form figure that was only going to be used for display purposes exclusively for conventions. But because of COVID these companies decided to start selling them to recuperate the loss of being able to show it at conventions and stuff and generate sales from other stuff. Oh, wow. And along with other rare and collectible figures and stuff, limited edition and all that other stuff. So now that they were able to retrieve this container, they're now starting the process of just making sure everything's in great condition still, which is reported that everything's still in great condition. No damage to anything so far. So none of it got wet? Apparently. Jeez, okay. And with that, they are now in the process of just shipping out to complete the orders for these people that order these figures. Cool. Interesting, though. I never thought I would hear that a container that filled with anime figures was undamaged. I mean, I never thought there was a whole container filled with nothing but anime figures, but... (laughs) Yeah. It's really true. Yeah. Yeah. But what else, Manny? And that's it for uh, anime updates, actually. I do have a follow-up update on the Sony situation. Not the Sony uh, monopoly situation with the government, but with like the consoles in the PSN store that we talked about last time. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, So they actually received a lot of backlash from the community that they were kind of pissed because now they're going to... like take out the service for like the PlayStation Store from PS3, PS Vita, and the PSP. So they kind of backpedaled. They didn't specify that the reason why they're, go- they're not doing it anymore is because of criticism. But they just want to keep that community alive of people that just want the nostalgia that these old games are what started this whole trend to have these new games that we have and they want to keep like a tradition going of keeping these servers open and everything. But for the PSP, yeah, they are still going to continue to uh, discontinue the PSN store and online services this summer. In the meantime, PS Vita and PS3 will still continue. Okay. So that means my PS3 is saved and my Vita. For now. For now. (laughs) Okay. For now. Well, that's a good update. I guess it's a good thing that to keep it going. I guess more people will keep some of those older games alive. Yeah. But uh, with that, let's roll into the next headline, Manny. So there is a game that everybody knows because it just shows up on almost every console. Okay. Grand Theft Auto. Yes. <laughs> and what happened in Florida? So apparently monkey see, monkey fucking everybody do. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Florida. Yeah, well, it is Florida. Yes, true, true. So I don't know if you remember the story a couple weeks ago that, you know, they saw somebody crash through the uh, the arms by the Main Street Bridge in T- Daytona Beach. Yeah, the drop-down arms to, like, not let traffic go. Yes, and that's the block traffic from the bridge that goes over the, the canal, basically, right there. That splits open to let sh- uh, ships and boats go through, correct? Exactly, correct, for overhead clearance yes. for them. So this car, a couple weeks ago, there was a report that this guy crashed through it, jumped it. Given, if you see, I don't know if you saw the video, it's very uninspiring. <laughs> I did. It, it was not like a huge jump, like he got a ton of air. It was a small little thing, right? Like, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently the person that reported later on saw them at Starbucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I did see how, like. The police were just, like, hunting down for him for doing that, too. Yeah. So, ever since then, apparently, it has now become a thing. <laughs> so, like, a trend. I, I guess it's a trend. Everybody's hopping that bridge now. They've reportedly had over six or seven cars do it. Oh, my God. I could already imagine that trend, uh, the suspension. <laughs> yeah. I remember our buddy Tommy told us that this dude in his, like, I think it was his... Uh, 
Escalator or Navigator? I can't remember one of the two. And he tried to beat him from... It was two lanes, and one of them was about to merge over to become one lane. But at the very end of that merging lane, there's like a little hill bump. And the dude went flying and just went flat out trying to beat Tommy. And next thing you know, Tommy notices that the whole complete driver's side is sagging. Oh, no. Blown out of shock? He was bagged. Oh. So that shit was funny, especially how Tommy just laughed his ass off at him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you actually pulled up the video? Yeah, this is the video. So this is one of the videos that somebody's doing it in a second-gen Hyundai Santa Fe. (laughs) The hell? Oh, yeah. The beastly 242 horsepower V6. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I, I, I see you. I see you. Yeah, so there blows right through the through the arms, up the bridge, does their little jump. You don't even see them hit the brakes until they actually land. Why would you why would you press the brakes when you try to land? You want to let that shit roll. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a low car. Maybe they just wanted the suspension to settle. I guess. I don't know, but apparently it's a thing now and that they're going to be setting up extra police patrol to keep people from jumping the fucking bridge <laughs> it's gonna be funny if there's like a queue of uh, a queue line of just cars just waiting for the bridge to go up so they can do it i mean maybe there was it looked pretty empty <laughs> or maybe the police just want to do it themselves so that's why they're keeping a watch on it i mean maybe that's why there's somebody who did it in a motorcycle there <laughs> see a motorcycle would actually look more fun because it gives that like evil knievel I guess. I guess it gives something, but... So, quick question to you. Yes. Of your cars you own right now, which one are you jumping the bridge with? Physically or in GTA? No, physically. Toyota pickup. Toyota pickup. It's going to run still. You sure about that? It went off a cliff. When did you take it off a cliff? No, it won't... No. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I would do the Toyota pickup. You would do the Toyota pickup. I mean, eh, I guess so. It is made for the, the abuse. Yeah, the beating. <laughs> True. And I guess maybe not as a difficult question as I thought, because I'd probably do the Crown Vic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, the Toyota pickup is like the ultimate beater car, honestly. That it is. That it is. Still doesn't have the high mileage, though. You'll get there. Well, maybe, maybe not. That's maybe another update later on, right? (laughs) Yeah, that is true. We'll we'll call that a a preview update for later on. (laughs) But yeah, so that's always fun that uh, (laughs) apparently the roads look pretty empty too to be doing it. So It's probably like one of those back empty roads that no one ever takes. I mean, it's Daytona Beach, dude. It's not that empty. Oh, it's Daytona Beach. Yeah, this is, um, this is blah excuse me uh this is a main street bridge in daytona beach okay so it's not exactly like a backwater area kind of thing Mm. they have population there maybe this is just a shortcut for morning commutes now (laughs) (laughs) but all right manny what do we got for our next topic man all righty so we did see an interesting article where classic car owners and luxury car owners are working with the police department of Upland here in Southern California and the DMV, California Department of Motor Vehicles, to investigate a dealership called CNC Motors. Yeah, and we wanted to talk about this one because CNC Motors is actually a pretty big name out here in Southern California. It really is. And one of the reasons why it's coming up is because classic car owners and luxury car owners are giving exotic their, car owners. It, it, it's the same to me, honestly. It's different, but okay. <laughs> it's it's cars that I'll never get, so to me, it's just, I don't care. All right. But, so, these owners would actually give their cars to this dealership in a co-signment agreement for to let the dealership sell the cars for them. And in return, when they do get sold, they get a check. And when these owners got their checks, the checks would always bounce. 
Yes, and that's actually not the main issue. Mm-hmm. So the practice is, uh, I guess it's a, it's actually a very common practice for these types of dealers. But this is like one of the biggest complaints at the moment is that there's lots of classic car owners, especially that none of them have ever got their money, even though they got a check. Yeah, and I'm I'm getting to why that happened. Mm-hmm. So this is an independent dealer. They're not associated with a franchise. That is true. So this isn't like Ferrari dealership, no. Porsche dealership. This is independent. Mm-hmm. So with franchise dealerships, they don't actually have to own all the cars that they have on their lot. Because they're going through a franchise and they have that backing, a lot of their cars are done through loans in the bank. Yes. So they're able to inventory their lots off of loans on the bank and populate their lot with the cars. Yes. With these independent ones, they got to own them. They got to have the cash on hand. They do. So there's a common practice with these independent dealers um, called uh, floating the title. And they can legally kind of do this rotation in a sense for 90 days as long as the person gets paid. Yes. So the correct practice of this is is basically somebody would approach them with, you know, a high-end classic car, an exotic car, what have you, and they would do like you said a deal to that they would pay the dealer a, a basically a fee for them to sell the car. Yes. Now, the dealer will take the car and sell the car for the client, sometimes even less. Now, the reason being is that, you know, money sitting is wasted money on a lot. Obviously, dealers always want to keep the rotation, keep the cash flow going. Yeah, they want to just see inventory moving. They don't want it just sitting there. Exactly. So the way a lot of their business works is that they need to keep the inventory flowing and they make their money off that flow. So they will actually take your car, for instance. You know, let's say you put your El Camino in there or something, right? Yes. And you say, "Hey, uh, I'll pay. You know, I'll pay your fine of three thousand, four thousand dollars. You sell my car for thirty-five, whatever. I just need to get thirty out of it, mm-hmm. right? They'll actually sell your car for twenty grand. Obviously, this is a sh- much smaller scale because they're doing these with hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand dollar vehicles. Yes. But let's say they sell your car for twenty grand. They eat that ten grand, right? Yes. They eat that ten grand, but they take your twenty grand." And they go buy another car, and they sell that car. And then they go buy another car, and they sell that car. Right? So even though they're losing the 10 grand on your car, they're making another 10, 20, 15, you know, 30 grand over the time span before they're legally obligated to pay you back on those 90 days. It is true. And that's the reason why all these independent like dealers are actually short on money because they're constantly just moving that money around. Exactly. So you've got to be very, very diligent on where... Your cost is going. And on top of that, you have to have a good rotating clientele so whether you don't get stuck. Yeah. And so one of the cases was a 1970 Chevelle SS. The owner got a check for $50,000. But again, these dealers are short on cash because they're constantly fluctuating the money around. So when you try to cash a check, it bounced. Yeah. And that's... Fucking terrible. The <laughs> CNC Motors was one of the biggest, like, they were a big, they were a big dealer. They were They're a really big, big dealer, dealer, yeah. Um, actually, years, years ago, one of my buddies actually used to work as a tech there. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, I'm given this was, wow, this is like over 10 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, a few, a few companies, or like news companies, uh, they actually try to reach out to the business owner to get a statement about this whole situation. He has not made a response whatsoever. When they've tried to interview the workers and the staff that work at the dealership, they have been ordered to keep quiet. Yeah. There unfortunately this might be the end of it. Apparently there's over forty over forty claims right now against him. I mean if the yeah. You can file claims from to directly to the DMV. I forgot which department of the DMV, because I had to do that once since I when I started my trucking business because I had an issue. But I forgot what the department was. But you do fill out a, a form and a complete letter, write a complete statement and everything, and they will go in to investigate the dealership or the seller in this case because it always has to involve the seller. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean. This is a. Uh, it's unfortunate because a lot of people kind of got screwed in this, you know. Yeah. And it's really just 
bad business practice. <laughs> it really is. And I mean, this also reminds me of a situation that just happened last week with me personally, actually. Not so involved with a dealership, but my grandpa picked up a 2002 Toyota Tundra. It was the extra cab, but it still was four doors. It wasn't a full four-door cab. And the guy told him, oh, I don't have the dealership uh, title, so I'll just, I can't find it. So he just wrote him a bill of sale to have proof to the DMV. And long behold, that car has been sitting for five years without being reported to DMV and owed. So when they were, to, when they, he was told how much registration was, it was 1500 Okay, shit. And he paid 1500 for it. 1500 for the truck. Yeah. That truck was shit. I drove that shit. It needed alignment. It needed rotors. It had a head gasket leak. The brakes were bad. The shocks were blown. Like, it was bad. When I would brake, the brake pedal would vibrate violently. Jeez, dude. It sounds like uh, you need to be there for Grandpa and check his cars out before he buys them. I don't know what he was thinking, honestly. And when he tried to register it and the DMV told him how much the, it owed on back, uh, back fees and everything, he just uh, got sad, brought it over to our house and just like begged my dad to buy it and everything. So my dad just took it. He didn't think it was going to be a big problem. He'll probably just maybe junk it or... Just put a nun up and just have it on the yard for our nursery. Yeah. But it is a Toyota Tundra, so it's a little bit higher than what we normally work with with Toyota pickups. And we load that those trucks a lot with containers filled with dirt. So we do have a Ford F-150 or a Ford 250. F-250, I can't remember which one it is. But it... It's getting annoying where we're going to junk it because it's just how tall it is trying to lift heavy containers filled with dirt to put it on top of it. Whereas with the Toyota pickups, how low they are, it's easier to access. And so my dad just started offering to anybody that was interested. We did have a cousin that invest went to the DMV to investigate what the situation is because he was actually inter- interested in the truck. But when, he got to, when the DMV said that he couldn't because there's a lien on it. Oof, shady. And so he came back to us, told us what the DMV told him. And so my mom investigated who actually owns the title because the guy said he doesn't have, he couldn't find the title. So he just wrote a bill of sale. It's not that he couldn't find the title. He didn't have the title in the first place. Yeah. So my mom investigated where the title is. We found a dealership that still has the title. We called the dealership. They no longer exist. <laughs> what so who has the title no one so that vehicle is now reported as lost or stolen because no one has the title and has a lien on it really so if the possibility is that if we got caught driving with it that we could get in trouble with the police i don't know if it'd be reported lost or stolen i mean it's still registered as an owner so to the original owner it's still registered in his name but he doesn't have the title. I know, but you don't need the title. It's registered in his name. That's the thing, though. The DMV gave my cousin paperwork reporting that it was lost, stolen. It was categorized as lost, stolen because of the lien title. I, I, I wasn't there when my cousin explained to my dad and my mom about the situation. Uh-huh. That's how maybe, they ex- Maybe that, it was supposed to be a repo. It could be. I don't know. Like I said, the DMV doesn't exist anymore. It, the I guess, DMV don't exist no more? I mean, dealer. <laughs> I'm guessing it's one of those small-time dealers that went out during the COVID situation. Yeah, yeah. no, And it sounds like it maybe it could be that the person stopped paying, the dealer went out for a repo, and just, you know, maybe that's where the lost or stolen report came from. Mm. And then the dealer shut down before it ever got to repo the car. True. And so I was pissed because my dad gave my grandpa money, his money for what he paid for it. And we're losing out money because we have this truck. So I was like, fuck this shit. My dad was kind of like, nah, let's just let's just see what we can do. He's like, no, 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 fuck this shit. I got up in my dad's face and I told him, like, fuck work. I want to fix this issue now. And so we left work. We went to go drop off the car. Or not, we actually, we didn't 
take the truck because we didn't want to get caught driving with it with like fucking 2016 tags on it. <laughs> and so we got to, the guy was there and we told him the situation and he was like, he was trying to play it off calm and nonchalantly that he didn't know that it was that much money to to register it with the DMV because of how many years it's been like just sitting there without getting paid on the registration. And he didn't know, air quotes, about the lien. And he didn't put he didn't give up an uh, give an argument or counter offer when we told him, Well, can we at least return it back and you give us the money back? He's like, Yeah, I'll see what I can do with it. But he was like saying like, Oh, I didn't know about this, I didn't know about this. Like, but the the way the way he was so calmly talking about it, he knew. Probably. He knew. So the next day we took it back. He made me wait because he told us to come back at the same time, but he's like, Oh, I'm still uh, when I got there, his wife told us, oh, he's still at work. I was like, motherfucker. So I really thought this fool was trying to avoid us at this point. Yeah. He finally gets there after an hour. In the meantime, we went to go run some errands, come back. We waited for him for a bit. He shows up, and he made 10 trips from his truck to his house, bringing one item after another just to waste my time. <laughs> I was like, oh. After the last item, he stayed in his house for about 15 minutes. And every two minutes, I would see the curtain in his room open to see if I'm still there. I'm like, boy, I'm about to take this truck since I still have the keys and just park it, crook it in your driveway, lock the doors and leave with the keys. (laughs) (laughs) He finally came out, gave him the paperwork that he gave to my grandpa and got our money back. Okay. Well, at least it got solved. Yeah. Because, yeah, that could have been an easy, easy disappear, buyer beware situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, at least that got solved. That's yeah. super shady. That's, I mean, I think as a rule of thumb now, it's like always make sure they got a pink. Mm-hmm. Don't even deal with a bill of sale unless it's somebody you like know or something, you know? I mean, even you had the pink slip when you tried to register the white Mustang you had. Yes. And you still had trouble with it because it already had a process. Yeah, and that was because uh, mine was sold to somebody who decided not to register it and sell it again. But somebody tried to register it but didn't complete it. Mm. Luckily, I ended up just going to a a smog shop that my buddy owns. That does uh, DMV uh, paperwork, correct? Yep. He looked it up and just hit delete. He's like, all right, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So I was like, fuck, dude, I was over here stressing because AAA was giving me a bunch of shit. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, big shout out. That's Swift Smog in uh, Riverside. Nice. All right, Manny, what do we got next? And then we got regrets. Yes. Oh, that's right. I wrote this down. So I regret nothing. We'll see. <laughs> so car mods. So, you know, you start off as young early enthusiasts getting into the game mm-hmm. and i'm gonna make a little bit of an argument i don't know how much you want to push back on i think you're still a little bit early in the in the game itself i am but you start off super early and you don't really know a whole ton of stuff and then by the end it's almost like when you're a kid too like different fads and things no, going yeah, on that, that's ex- your what you're explaining is actually my actual situation right now i'm s- I still feel like I'm still a novice at what I'm doing. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like in a couple of years from now, what you look back on, like just like with stuff when you were a kid, you look back on it's like, oh, fuck, why did I do that? Right? <laughs> so I know maybe the amount of time as far as you in the car world isn't immense just yet, mm-hmm. but is there anything like a mod-wise on your car that you regret? I guess the throw the the guilty throwback. The car mod that I regret. I can't think of anything actually. Okay. So we'll have to just flag some that you'll regret in a few years. <laughs> I mean, we don't know until we know. I I guess so. All right. So nothing comes to mind. I mean, I haven't really done much mods like do you mean just mods in general or like actual engine mods performance mods mods in general mods in general okay huh i can't think of anything okay not yet 
We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I thought when I thought of this question, I was like, ah, you know, man, he's still kind of young into the car world. Maybe, maybe it's not there yet. Like stabbing an oil filter with a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had those experiences yet. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll start with mine then. <laughs> okay. So I have a couple. Mm-hmm. And I guess first regret for sure is underglow. <laughs> I have never heard of this. This is the first time I've ever heard you say this before. Yeah, because I wouldn't put it on my car anymore, but I used to do it. <laughs> Man, you probably used to play Need for Speed Underground too, didn't you? I did. <laughs> so I had Underglow on my first Mustang. Oh, I was expecting the Caprice. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I did some questionable shit on the Caprice too. I'm not going to lie. I know. I know. You've told me a lot of stuff on that one. No, this the underglow was on the Mustang. And, you know, I was fucking broke kid, dude. It was a V6 Mustang. And you probably thought you were hot, like hot shit. Oh, with it was it. hot boy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what colors? Um, This one was blue. Okay. It was blue because I did blue in the interior. And I swapped out the gauge cluster for like a Celine aftermarket style looking one mm-hmm. that was white and blue as well. Okay. And... Yeah, beat the piss out of that car but <laughs> that was the car that taught me drag racing a little bit of drifting i used to take it to adam's track and now that you mention it i have been noticing a trend that underglow is looking like it's coming back oh it's been coming back but i'm seeing it more now lately that's the thing i mean i think i saw a pickup truck with it late like uh last week like last year i saw a few cars here and there but now this year just and we're still starting the year i'm seeing it more often now Maybe it's coming back. It ain't coming back for me. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I'm sure that is one of my car mod regrets for sure. <laughs> one of these days when you come back for work, Cyrus is going to give me the keys before you come and I'll put underglow on your car. Fuck no. <laughs> but that's one of them. Um, mind you, this is again a V6. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other regret would be full like a uh, straight pipe on the v6 because <laughs> it sounded like shit on the mustang yeah oh, shit. <laughs> yeah that's when i that was like my entry into like the drag racing world mm-hmm. you know that was early in the whole need for speed era i was at fucking 16 years old dude <laughs> <laughs> i fucking i think i broke Two transmissions on that car, one rear end, a drive shaft. (laughs) Very, very hard launches and abuse on that car. Okay. But yes, I did have underglow and it sounded like a rattly can piece of shit. (laughs) Not bad, not bad. But that's definitely my car mod regret. Okay. The Caprice had a couple little things that I think I was just running out of shit to do with it. So, like, that was, like, my first build, I guess. You know, motor rebuild. First time I lowered a car, put some new wheels on. We redid the entire interior. And, you know, tacky-ass interior. Cause, <laughs> you know, I guess taste and styles was different back then. But looking back, I was like, man, I should have never done that shit. We had the little uh, Chevy emblem for the exhaust tip. <laughs> nice. No. <laughs> again, those are other things I probably would never do again. But those are my car mod regrets. Maybe uh, maybe in a few years we'll bring this segment back when you do get some. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, for next, Manny, you had some, uh, you had some things going for your, your cars, right, this weekend? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of glad, I know this is like old news already, but I'm kind of glad I didn't go to, I didn't actually participate in NASA for Auto Club Speedway. Really? Well, you already know, but I I was leaking oil from the Mustang. Yes. Yes. So it got me worried. Um, and my oil pressure gauge was also reading much higher at low, uh, low RPMs, especially. So when I was still driving it, I would always try to keep it at the highest gear possible 
just to have it at low re- uh, low revs, just so the oil page uh, the needle for the oil pressure gauge wasn't reading high. And so I finally got the chance to look under the car just to see where the leak was coming from. The oil pan was dry and the oil filter was dry. So it kind of gave me comfort, but at the same time, it con- concerned me more. I would say that concerns me more. I'd rather know where it's coming from. <laughs> exactly. But I did see the header, the headers on the driver's side all the way down to the Cadillac, uh, the cats, they were just like drenched in oil and wet and everything. So I'm like looking through like with my flashlight, trying to look under the car, see where I can see it. And I was guessing it probably has to be my, my valve covers. So yeah, yeah, I took it to a shop yesterday. And the shop that I went to take my El Camino, since they did a really good shop on resealing all the leaks and everything. And yeah, he confirmed it was the valve cover uh, gasket. Sweet. He was questioning why it was leaking, because it's it's still a fairly new car and how much mileage it has. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was able to seal it up and I was actually able to pick it up today. Nice. Heck yeah. That's quick work. It is quick work. Super quick work, especially and, for a shop. And he, and he guarantees his work because he doesn't want to see the same car with the same problem again. Yeah. And he has the same car, right? Yeah. You told me? Yeah. He had a he had a 15 and it was pro-charged. Okay. With a full Ford uh, suspension as well. Ford Performance suspension. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's not an upgrade, but okay. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Well, fuck, glad it, I guess it's a good thing you didn't track that day. Yeah. Because, yeah, you got me a little bit nervous when you said you saw, like, uh, like smoke, like it was burning off. And I guess that was from the valve cover burning off on the header. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I first noticed it, I would, I, it was weird, too, because that day that I noticed it, it I should have noticed it sooner be, that same day because I'm driving... AC's on, but like at the lowest setting, and I'm starting to smell burning oil inside the car, even though I have the windows down. I'm like, why do I smell burning oil? Come to a complete stop, and I just see smoke coming out of the front vents in the on the hood. I was like, the fuck? And that was when I asked you, was there, are my brakes supposed to be smoking? Since we did fairly recently do my brakes that day, too. Or that during yeah, that time. Yeah, but you wouldn't be smoking those brakes anywhere on the streets. <laughs> but that's what, that's what came to mind since we just did them recently. Ah, beautiful paranoia. I know. (laughs) But yeah, um, leak is gone, and my oil pressure gauge is actually reading normal now. Good. Well, I guess that's another thing you can check off that's checked and ready to go for all that more confidence when you go in June. June? Or July. I I, I keep forgetting which month it is. I'm going to write it down on the board. I'm going to write it down on our our scheduling board. (laughs) Yeah, all the more confidence that you know something else is taken care mm-hmm. of. And then for the El Camino, I'm actually talking to somebody right now to help me install a brand new wire harness into it. Sweet. So we're just going back and forth messaging and everything. He just asked me for photos of what the current uh, circuit board looks like and everything just so we can gauge which wire harness I need. Because at the moment, I have two options, a 12 circuit or an 18 circuit, but I don't know which one I need. It doesn't say doesn't have specific like criteria of what model or year it's, it's used for yeah part hunting basically right now yeah okay good is this that guy you were talking about last time no for the, uh, the impala guy yeah no nah, it's com- someone completely different got it got uh it. he does own a fc rx7 with a 5.0 swap oh him okay got it got it okay it's nothing confirmed at the moment we're just talking everything but uh, I think I have hope for it. So Sweet. Yeah, I know you've been wanting to do that for a while. Yeah. But uh, with that, let's get into some uh, event headline. We do have Segoy Saturday coming up. Yes. I am really excited for that. I haven't been to Segoy Saturday in so long. I know. And you know what? The last time I went, it was fucking packed. <laughs> it's been getting so big now. You went, and I think it was the same day that we had, that Kyoto, uh, Kyoto Night Market was the same day too, right? Yes, yes, yes. That was the was, last time you went, I, right? I think I hopped back and forth. Yeah. 
I didn't go that day. I forgot why, though. I don't know. I don't remember. But okay. Yeah, that was the last time I went was when they had it at the same time. Was that during the summer? I can't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it was during the pandemic, though, still. Yes, yes, yes. It was still social distance, mass required, all that stuff. I'm going to take a take a guess. It probably was during the summer when it was less because of the heat. I, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't remember. So for anybody that's in, uh, that's interested or would like more information, Sugoi Saturday is an anime car meet, but it's more generated towards anime sticker sales. It is hosted by a printing shop called Offset. They print stickers for people, and they host a meet, like a small car meet, but more towards the stickers, like I said. And majority of the people that go are also vendors, too, that print stickers with Offset and sell there as well. It's like a, it's like a little night market, but also a car meet. Yeah, think uh, Exposition Hall with the Atasha area. <laughs> well, not not more the exhibit hall, more like the Artist Alley. Yeah, yeah, okay, yes, yes, yes. More like the Artist Alley. And, and it's usually, you'll see, uh, at least as far as like, you know, the car enthusiast side, you'll see a ton, a ton of cars there. Everybody mm-hmm. shows up with their stuff. This is the little subculture niche that we love, you know? Yes. This is the community that we love to be a part of and, and kind of what inspired, hopefully, that our podcast can go towards, you know? And this little niche community that actually likes my El Camino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a really great time. They, you know, they're, it's kind of like support those that support your hobby, right? Exactly. And this is one of those places that not only do they put the work in to organize it, but they actually host it. Mm-hmm. Right, they host it. They support the community, they support our hobby, everything from the vendors to even the car side. Mm-hmm. And these are that's why we, we got to support these business, businesses for it, right? Yeah. Obviously, uh, be respectful of the spot. <laughs> they put in a lot of work for this, and they always do. Yeah, they, it's a lot of work. That's a lot of time off their day, and I think anybody that follows the page knows that they were always working overtime and <laughs> they are late to get everything busy so the fact that they take this extra time to not do their business but to allow everybody in the community to have a good time and throw this event we're we're very thankful for that Definitely. for sure and i did the i did the hit them up see if they want to be a guest on soon as well please yeah I, we'd love to have them on mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think with that manny let's call that an episode uh oh Yes, and we will be posting the Sugoi Saturday flyer uh, probably multiple times before the event. And we might give a review with no spoilers for the upcoming Demon Slayer movie because I actually got tickets for that. Yes, that's right. So, uh, yeah, tune in next Monday for our scathing review. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I've been waiting for this movie. I, I know you have. I know you have. I know Angel's been waiting for it, too. We ready. We ready. We ready. <laughs> let's, just, let's just hope it's actually subbed, because I do not want to experience another riot like last time. <laughs> Dude, the weebs got mad so fast. It was the No Game, No Life movie. We went to go watch it. It was me and our buddy Tommy with a bunch of other people from the anime Tasha community that we went to go watch it with together. And they started playing the movie, and it was dubbed. Yeah, I... I could have sworn somebody threw popcorn at the screen <laughs> i think there was I, I think i remember seeing that shit but legit 90 percent of the people that were in that theater walked out and demanded it be switched to subbed they're like i demand this is switched to a language i don't understand within 15 minutes <laughs> we got the movie subbed yeah that was funny as fuck <laughs> yeah dude it, it was it was really interesting just like how enraged these damn weebs went it was fucking that's you know what i think that was the birth of weebs be mad oh yeah no, no there's been other moments <laughs> well, well with us that no, we that's experienced true. That's this true. was the that's birth because i i think i even remember saying she be like these fucking weebs got pissed <laughs> i think that was one of your responses to my stories too yeah yeah, yeah. so yes i think that was the birth of weebs be mad yeah <laughs> They demanded to see the movie in a language they did not understand. Well, that's the thing. It was listed subbed. So that threw off everybody once it became dubbed. So let's just hope this one's subbed. 
I'm hoping for dub. That's gonna be great. <laughs> Bro, you got those glasses on. You need to know how to read. Oh no, I just want to see the outrage. Uh, I'll record it. Hey, <laughs> I'll record it and post it on the page. I wouldn't mind seeing it either. Okay then. With that, Manny, let's call this an episode. Why yeah. don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? You can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Unaccepted Pod, and we do have a website, unacceptedpod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, especially iTunes. Apparently, they're biased towards them. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> and uh, if you want to send an unaccepted rev, leave a question, send a death threat. You can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Adios.